This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Xanatari. She's a good-aligned Kalishtar war priest. I'm Daniel. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for 75 years. And I'm Tinzian. Shall we start this over again? <laughs> One of the beauties of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. And I'm still, at least as last as far as the last second goes, Tinzian. And we have a special guest with us today. Florian is joining us from Germany, where it's really, really early in the morning. So uh, welcome him. And uh, let's get started. Today is Friday, the 23rd of May, and this is episode 149 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Grey Area Podcast. Last week we had some fun with the Kalishtar and Heights. So uh, let's let Tinsian catch us up on where we are currently. And Dungeon Master, you're a go. As Antari mentioned, uh, there was sort of a blip ahead in time just for the sake of being able to accommodate um, Cesar's vacation last week. So the trip and travel from the inn to the Kalishtar homeland uh, was shortened. We may go back and do some side stories there just for the sake of it at some other point in time. But uh, the party did eventually arrive at the Kalishtar homeland, the rift canyon in the ground. And Cesar fell asleep while uh, approaching the city and was um, eventually herded in upon his mechanical squirrel into the canyon. But Xanatari met a couple of interesting people that were part of the guards on the rim of the canyon. And uh, Xanatari, would you say that you saw some death-defying feats of uh, gravity in the last episode? No, actually, no. No, I wouldn't. Um, Death-defying, yes, but... And gravity, yes, but not combined together. Definitely, okay. yeah. So, so they were not the Reese's Pieces combo that you would normally expect or hope for in such a situation? No, Safe Fall was definitely not active. Okay, um, any any further thoughts on shoes for the week? <laughs> um, I think that in Dire Straits, they can be used as a food source. Mm-hmm, possibly a weapon. Alrighty. So, the point at the end of the episode, uh, and yes, I'm kind of being vague in general because Cesar hasn't listened to it, and there will be a test later on whenever the episode is released. Um, you were brought into the center of the town, provided uh, with a place to rest for the evening. Cesar is crashed out in the same building. And uh, it's sort of reminiscent of, I'm going to get the Indian name wrong, so I won't try it, but there's a uh, cliff-dwelling community portion to um, this Kalishtar area. So you are on one of the lower rises of lower tiers um, in the wall, in kind of like a uh, hollowed-out inn. This one, hopefully, will not turn and light on fire or suffer from animals or much other stuff. So you're given uh, food shelter. Clyde is taken away to be uh, handled appropriately. And you can wake up. Cesar is elsewhere in the room. 
It says you were completely uh, asleep and smashed, I think, last episode. Just your mechanical squirrel going in circles and bouncing against the canyon walls. Sweet. So I tried to play true to form, and I, I think I did. I think I did okay. That's good. Sanitary, outside you hear the sounds. Um, I don't know how familiar they are with you at this point, but uh, you hear the sounds of the community waking up and starting to move about outside. Uh, Cesar is probably snoring his brains out, but uh, probably fair to say that yours are the first eyes to open. Okay. Uh, going to look around, still slightly wary, but feeling, I don't know, a sense of nostalgia being at home and uh, get ready to go out and face the day. Okay. Cesar? Mm-hmm. You're just going to sleep in for the episode, or...? <laughs> So, I mean, do I remember falling asleep? Was it natural, whatever happened to me? Yeah. The thing I remember, because I wasn't on the last episode, personally as a player, was that we were chasing after that rider, and then someone came up from behind who said, the thing you seek is not human, and then died. Yep, and uh, pretty much because you were out and we needed to accommodate the two guests mm-hmm. we had, mm-hmm. um, there was a time blurp ahead. Okay. So I guess screw it, we don't care. It was, we, can go, we can go back to that later point in time if we want. Okay. All right. But as far um, as you falling asleep, um, this long journey came out of the woods. Okay. It was warm, it was sunny, you kind of fell asleep, your squirrel took effect and just kind of started doing okay. circles. All right. Um, so Cesar will uh, slowly wake up, slowly wake up. Um, he'll... Uh, stretch and crack and groan like a you would expect he would and eventually get his way make his way out of bed and uh he'll uh sort of look around and and take everything in this is a new uh new setting for him didn't really get a chance to uh scope it out coming in so uh just try to get his bearings and and get a sense of what's going on okay no real sense of peril i don't believe uh nothing to give him a you know no some dread or, or risk so no, um, different colored stones, primarily probably a red to sandstone color in this area. Mm-hmm. Water, small water basin in the corner. Looks like uh, it's being spring-fed. Okay. It's a bit of, bit of uh, mechanical irrigation in this area, but it's shaped to look as natural as possible. Okay. Um, you know, sort of uh, wash my face, uh, get dressed, and... Uh, Exit the. I'm in in this room alone, right? Is that right? Or no, Zanatari's in there. Oh, she is. Oh, okay. Um, sort of mumble a good morning to her before he, um, wakes himself up, washing his face, like I said, and then uh, he'll uh, turn to her and say, uh, so I uh, guess we uh, kind of uh, fell asleep on the road there. (laughs) Zanatari will say we with air quotes. Sure. Oh, thanks. You don't miss a lot. Um, just, right. just two guards. They were easy, uh, easy to handle. No problem. Oh, they're dead. No, no, not that. Why does everyone assume that's how I handle things? <laughs> easy enough to handle. That's what I assume when you're. That's the easy way. So, um, well, thanks for getting me in here. It was a uh, quite a long trip, but uh, um, I, I mean, what, what's what's uh, what's the plan? This is uh, your home turf, so. Uh, What's uh, what's yeah. on the agenda? Uh, well, I thought I'd show you around and familiarize myself with some things I'd seen a long time ago but haven't been back to. 
uh, and eventually meander our way into the center of the city and I guess get rid of do what we came to do. Okay. All right. The fun and interesting part is soon, once your memories are put in, everybody will know about the drow, the incident. It will become forever, ever portion of the cultural mindset. Well, if everyone gets my memories, do they also get my take on it and my feelings about it? Or is it nope. purely nope. statistical data? <laughs> Remains to be seen. Well, see, they can see from my point of view it was not intentional. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe, maybe they were just, wait a minute. <clears throat> I'm prepping New Englander, New Englander in me. Perhaps the horror <laughs> of it all will override the explanation. Ah, uh, well, only you can hope. Yes, I, I can. I just picture a group of them just, like, sort of gathered together, but as opposed to, like, watching a screen, they're all just kind of, like, staring off and in the middle of distance. And the one guy's like, wait for it, wait for it. And they all go, oh! <laughs> And the small children go like this and cover their eyes. And even that won't be enough because it's already in their heads. Yeah. You'll be forever safe from mind flayers. Um, by the way, uh, Cesar, there is a small group of people that are eagerly awaiting the memory dump from Xanatari because of her obvious uh, skill and martial ability. Well, he's an old guy. Aren't they going to be excited about him? In our culture, our old people are revered for their long memory, long life and experience. He would be having a great time here, you'd think. Yeah, but he's not necessarily going to get dumped into the... Well, I yeah. know, but... Don't have that Hopefully Matrix not. Jack in the back. Because, you know, cause he, cause, cause, cause he's not Itar, not Kalishtar. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Um, Alrighty. So, heading down from the... Uh, room you wind up on the streets what areas would you like to like, reacquaint yourself with first and for the audience how long have you been gone um at least five years okay seems how to be a pretty a, good idea. how big of a city is this like is it a huge like city city is it like a, a big town like what is that to me i guess i don't know whoever knows I don't I'm making know. all of this up. I, I'm sure that there's actual Kalistar data that is out there that diehard, you know, D and D uh, fans. Would, I think we're past all of that. We'll, we'll have. Yeah. This is. Your, I, this I was is thinking somewhere along the line of, um, you know, half a Grand Canyon or so. Yeah, um, I'm picturing it, and I can't remember what it's called. In in, in the canyon that you can see, there's it's just a facade of a couple of columns and uh, it only goes back a few feet, but it looks as though someone's carved an entire temple into a canyon. Do you know what this is? It's classic uh, building. I mean, at the, in the last, the scene of Last Crusade? Yes, that is filmed in this area. I forget mm -hmm. what it's called. Um, that's what I'm kind of picturing. Like uh, a different rows going up a canyon, sort of a, a, a sandy, you know, red color going back and then at the entrance as the canyon sort of narrows there's a, a giant arch or a giant door that opens into a regular city which is just ground level and it would be a big city like you know like five times the size of, of Winter Haven. Cool. Okay. Yeah and then because pretty much you were saying in the last episode that the entire population of the Kalashtar is essentially centered here. Yes. It's not a you know desperate uh, populace. Mm -mm. Okay. Cool. So where would you like to uh, take Olsazer first? Well, I'm sure there are places from my childhood that would be, you know, somewhat nostalgic, and she's and she is uh, stalling a bit. So 
I don't know, as a kid, as a warrior, probably some kind of training ground or something, which, you know, uh, she's not an archer by any means, so it's going to be on ground floor, as you'd say. Okay. Some sort of training academy place or, you know. Okay. Um, you recall there's been a couple changes and some minor stonework here and there, but you can find your way there. But uh, while you're doing that, um, Florian? Yes. Carl also has to begin his day. Would you want to give sort of an eye-opening perspective to how his morning is perhaps starting out? I'll try to do so. So he's probably uh, sitting about, um, sitting on the floor, uh, his <clears throat> hands is in his lap and so uh drowsily looking at the um uh at some acolytes, maybe having some sort of uh well sparring fight or <clears throat> well doing their, <laughs> their routines and while he's watching them he's moving his uh his hands in synchro uh, in, in sync with the moves of the acolytes. So first slowly imitating the moves but as time progresses he almost seems to anticipate their movements and at some <laughs> at some point in time he just stands up uh, slowly walks across uh, to them looks at <laughs> one of them smiles takes a small bow the that smiles back and takes a takes a small step to the side and Carl takes over for him and pretty much uh, hits the um, fighting style and the moves of the acolyte pretty much spot on. So you 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 Carl has taken over for this acolyte and he's doing the uh, the same exercises now. The same practice. Um, is he doing it the same as they were, or is he improving on it? He's doing pretty much the same. Uh... All right, Xanatari, as you are wandering your way down um, towards one of the fields, uh, normally the Kalashtar are fairly ordered because, in some cases, I think you've mentioned in the past, um, discord can lead to cracks where the shadow can hide, and you guys are always afraid of that sort of thing. You see, uh, along one of the training fields, an acolyte standing out from an otherwise perfect formation of uh, trainees. Okay. I'm going to watch this. I, I have to clarify, I don't think that discord is something she said is a problem between the people. It's just that, you know, obviously sharing your memories and, and such that you don't want to do something that is going to create bad feelings between two people because that's going to basically just get bounced back and forth endlessly in a loop. So discord argument as far as disagreements or, you know, taking different points of view is accepted, but, you know, having some sort of animosity that's lasting for somebody is, is it's hard to disagree with somebody when you can see their point of view, literally. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. Um, I'm glad I got that cleared up from you. Okay. 
So she's not going to care that he's not moving in time with everyone, because she's obviously not that sort of individual who's going to just copy the, the flow. But she, it will interest her because, you know, just from a warrior standpoint, you know, don't want to ignore something that's different and stands out. Oh, by the way, he, this um, particular acolyte that um, is standing out appears to be Kalashtar, but the one that he's watching and standing by uh, looks quite different than any Kalashtar you've ever seen. Okay, so he's next to some somebody that looks different. It's sort of like um, if you were in the army, they've got a formation. Mm -hmm. You've got somebody that is looks like he should be in the formation, but he's not, and he's looking at someone that is that is entirely different than anybody else. Okay, I'm going to wander over there and take a look. Okay. Um, Cesar, as you're mm -hmm. taking in the sights, anything in particular that you are looking for? Um, I mean, Cesar has his own quirks and things that he looks for. I mean, you mentioned, you know, the, um, for example, the, the irrigation system. So just basically infrastructure type things. Um, you know, anything that, that has taken some, some, you know, something that's above average in terms of craftsmanship or ingenuity, any types of systems like that are interesting. You know, if there's a, is there a monorail? That would be very interesting. <laughs> you know, things along those lines. Uh, any sorts of advancements in technology, just zip to get lines. a sense. I would think hmm? zip lines. Zip lines, sure. Um, you know, maybe, uh, I was going to make a joke, but I can't think of a joke, so. Good. Zip lines. They, um, like that. they don't have a monorail, but they do have what appears to be a rather advanced way of implementing water wheels. Okay. Both large and small, um, to help move the water up to different areas. Cliff. And yep. is it because of the elevation? Okay, cool. Elevation, but also just to try and move it so that you don't people up top don't have to necessarily always go down to the furthest mm -hmm. levels to get water. Cool. But uh, there's stuff. Um, the Zenitari swerves off down into what may or may not have been her original destination. Mm -hmm. Any of you wish to make a perception or other type of roll? I think Cesar's just along for the ride right now. Um, he'll uh, make his way after her. He's not hes not too worried. He doesn't feel the need to literally be right next to her, but he'll, you know, she's his guide right now, so he'll uh, hell stick with her, but he's not really keep an eye at, keeping an eye out for anything in particular. Oh, by the way, Cesar, you don't seem to have um, tourist animosity shown towards okay. you in any, in any given way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just sort of noted that you are walking somewhere and people try not to walk where you're walking. And F Few people have spit on my boots at this point, right? Uh, nobody, surprisingly. <laughs> you know, you may, be, you may be somewhat disappointed and have to start uh, remedying that situation. <laughs> okay. Sanitari, anything that you wish to do in preparation? Uh, well, I mean, she's not expecting to be threatened here. This is her home. Whether she's been away for a while and doesn't really know anyone or not. So she strikes everyone with lightning, just in case. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of metal here. Be fine. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a training ground. Everyone probably has a sword. It's fine. Uh, so no, she's she's more just curious as to what's changed over time and that sort of that sort of thing. Okay. Well, it appears at some point in time, um, as you approach, uh, the Kalishtar have picked up a half orc. Is that with the person in line that doesn't look like everyone else but is standing in formation is? Yes, and is doing um, these exercises. Okay. 
rather mm, reasonably tall half orc. Half orc, half what? Uh, good question. Looks pierced. Half human. orc is is a race. It's generally half orc, half human. But I guess it could be something else. In this case, it appears to be human. Okay. Not of a um, a human that is a pure local variety. That's what I was wondering. Some Kalishar brought home a half breed orc. Okay. No. <laughs> we explored the world. <laughs> Around the world in 30 minutes. Giggity, comes, giggity, 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 he's all giggity excited. Up. Everybody's like, uh, no, you don't have to share your memories if you don't want to. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. It's as if gravity itself was suspended. Oh, wait, no, I was upside down. Oh. Oh. Oy <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think this is totally unusual, although perhaps this is some sort of secret, like, I don't know, is this a secret martial art that's only reserved for the Kalashtar that would shock me that there's a half-orc here, or is this just like, oh, okay, military maneuvers? Mm, it's not your average Joe martial art. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not exactly a state secret, but it's kind of... You can't really recall anyone else out there having done this particular style beyond these walls. Okay, wow, this would be uh, an object of curiosity. So she would get closer and observe the formations without interrupting. Um, no, just, okay. just waiting. Um, Florian, you see the two figures um, walking along, and they seem to be drawn towards your evidence skill and uh, prowess with this newly learned martial arts exercise that you've done. They turn off the main road and start to approach, keeping you somewhat under uh, obvious observation. I'd first um, look at them from the core of my eyes. And at some reason in time uh, during um, uh, an some sort of throwing exercise uh, with my sparring partner. I'd catch his arm in midair and just shove his arm under my armpit and drag him with me while I approach uh, <laughs> St. Terry and Cesar. The acolyte uh, looks at me funny but doesn't seem to mind and just hobbles along awkwardly. <laughs> Okay, kind of sounds kind of like an Aikido thing, but very good. All right, uh, I will leave this open for however you guys may want to uh, handle this. But Like I said, Cesar's probably not right there right at first. He's sort of trailing along, still taking in the sights, so uh, he'll be uh, last to the party, I think. Okay, uh, okay. well, <laughs> is impressed with his, his skill and also amused at his cheekiness. And an absolute random, no, for no reason, act of dragging this person along. So she decides to completely ignore the fact that this acolyte is shoved underneath his arm, and uh, just just kind of nod to him, and uh, you know introduce herself. So uh, what is his name? I don't know that yet, but okay, you know. <laughs> what, what 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 would Xanatari's formal formal name and title? 
be the, if 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 you were if you were looking to to pop rep points down on top of a newbie. Um. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure there's things that you would like to say about Lightning Bringer and various other things. Uh, I don't know. Is there some sort of a, a title? Are, are you are you referring to something? No, not at all. I don't know what you're talking not about. Not at all. Shocking news to no, shocking news to be had. Yeah, uh, she mm. just inter- introduced herself as Zanatari lately of Winterhaven, uh, and come back to the Kalishtar. And I'm sure that she's Zanatari Deathbringer or some crap like that, but we're not going to say that now. Okay. By the way, Zanatari, you happen to notice something odd. He's not a member of the group mind, but there is something mental going on there. Not not an attack. Mm-hmm. But you can sort of see like how he weaseled in on these martial arts things. Mm-hmm. There's something, some sort of nascent mental development thing going on. But he is Kalishtar. No. Is he the half orc? Yes. Okay, I wasn't sure if if which one was Florian. Florian's the half orc. Okay. Uh, wow. So, okay, that would pique your curiosity as well, and say, uh, you must have an interesting tale. You're you're clearly not. Uh, Kalishtar, have you lived here long? What's your side? <laughs> uh, first, let me introduce myself. I'm Carl. He looks uh, somewhat puzzled uh, at your hand and says, oh, do, do we shake hands? People sometimes shake hands. And... Okay. Wiggles his hand at you. <laughs> Zanatari would take his hand and just kind of squeeze his fingers together like a proper handshake and then just slowly shake it up and down. Crowdis, he doesn't squeeze very hard and smiles. Then he looks at um, the arm of the acolyte still shoved under his armpit and is like, oh, would you like to shake his hand also? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Zanatari would look down and just kind of half smile and cock her head to the side and just, just shake her head. Say, no, thank you. Oh, right then. So he uh, releases the acolyte, uh, pets him on his back, and gives him a small bow and somewhat uh, carefully shoves him away from him. <laughs> uh, this well, is my uh, friend Cesar, who... Also, is new to the Kalashar. Oh, hello, Sailor. I'm hello. Hello to you too. You're 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 a biggin. So I think he looks uh, at his feet, looks at his hands. So I am. Yeah, you you uh, you certainly don't blend in here. That's for sure. <laughs> is this good? Is this bad? I I don't know. I I don't know if you're new here. I'm new here, so uh, you'd have to ask Zanatari that one. Zanatari looks at Cesar, kind of widening her eyes at his rudeness, and uh, changes the subject quickly, uh, and says, "You know, it's been many years since I've been here, and I'm looking for some places that are familiar to me. This is one of them. Uh, I used to train here a long time ago." Have you, do you train here as well? What's the story of how you ended up uh, learning these formations? Because, you know, my understanding is that they are, you know, fairly advanced military formations for Kalishtar. Clearly, you're you're a visitor. How, how did you? Uh, how does that story work? 
By the way, um, Xanatari, would you roll an insight check, please? Sure. Uh, 26. Okay. You realize um, in studying him that your assessment of him being rude... No, I was, well, my assessment was Cesar being rude, not him. Okay. It was Cesar, which I know he's rude. You can't talk me out of that. <clears throat> no, I can't. But <clears throat> as far as uh, Carl is concerned, uh, the term fresh off the boat, in terms of these social graces, he actually doesn't seem to know what a handshake is. He's not playing you for being stupid or treating you as stupid. You get the sense that he is literally like whatever tree they shook him out of <laughs> didn't come with a whole lot of society and other things. Okay. So he, he's definitely marching to his own tune. Okay. Um, Zantai was not believed that he was uh, this naive. I mean, it wasn't she, she, I'm not getting the impression that that's an act, so... No, she wasn't offended by any of that. She just figured perhaps half-orcs, knowing very little about them, have a completely different culture, and maybe they don't do similar things, so... Was not, uh, looking at that. Uh-huh. Okay. Florian, um, continue on with what she, uh, had asked you. So, you wanted to know uh, why I'm here? Uh, yeah, not well, the military, punishing? specifically. Well, I'm not really part of the military, they just allow me to train with them. I Here's um, about, well, I guess it's two years now. I sometimes uh, sweep the training grounds, help out in the kitchen, and sometimes I join the sparring and training. That's interesting. Why did you want to come here, of all places? Oh, that's... Uh, that's <laughs> bit of a long story. Let's just say I have something in my mind, I'm not too sure it should be there, and an old man a few years ago told me that, and I quote him here, that you Kalishta people be picking on minds of everybody else and your own mind, so you could be picking on my mind and find out what's in there, because I sometimes don't know. He scratches his chin. Okay. Feeling somewhat more satisfied with this strange niggling in her mind that she's getting from him. Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, that that's an explanation. And look at Cesar and see what he's up to. Cesar's just, um, he's kind of just eyeing him. Uh, basically, to Cesar, it, it sounds like, this is all just in his head, it sounds like he's describing himself as, com the, this half-orc is describing himself as completely crazy. Um, and who knows what he's going to do. <laughs> he's seen what he can do physically. Um, but uh, I, I think he's just kind of more interested than anything. Um, just listening to uh, to what he's got to say. Being a, uh, a stranger here himself, Cesar is is letting Xanatari sort of serve as, as ambassador at this point. Xanatari mm -hmm. thought the anomaly of uh, Carol might intrigue Cesar. So surprised that he doesn't react and that his caution seems to be evident. Um, she continues to make small talk as she's kind of walking around the training grounds and observing the different formations, um, getting ready to move to the next area. Okay. 
when you're done with the proving grounds, uh, where would you like to move next to Xanatari? Uh, well, she would turn to Scissor and give him a couple options because this was of interest to her, but she wants to know what he would like to see, knowing he's a tinkerer and you know likes that sort of thing. Perhaps he would like to see the library. Perhaps he'd like to see some kind of uh, you know metal working workshop or, or something of that nature. I was uh, actually curious uh, if you, uh, you know, sort of what, uh, in terms of printed materials and, and shared information you had via a library. I wasn't sure if that was completely necessary with your, uh, with your mental uh, capabilities as they are. Is that something you, you still rely on as, as, as a people? Uh, no, we share group memories pretty far back to the origin point, so we don't have a need for a library. But in this culture, there are certain artistic pursuits, if you want to call it that. And that's one of them. The uh, documenting of, of things that perhaps are not considered a priority to remember. You can access them if you want to, but most people don't keep small things like a day out at the park or, you know, the look of a certain flower in their forefront of their mental uh, brain because you, there's just too much information for one person to hold actively at a given time. So it's more like poetry or things that aren't memories but relate to things that you may have seen. Oh. Eh. <laughs> I think I'll pass at the library then. <laughs> no secret formulas. There's no secrets really. Hmm. Um I um I mean I see these uh these water wheels. I don't know if there's a Maybe something related to the upkeep of that. It's it's a pretty interesting system you've got there. That that intrigues me. Otherwise, uh, I mean, just uh, continue on as as you would. Uh, I think I'm. Uh, anything you've got to show me is something new. So, okay. uh, Zentari would leave the training ground, looking at uh, Carol and you know nodding to him and saying it was really nice to meet you. We are going to tour some more. Uh, we don't want to interrupt you from your work or your training, but uh, hopefully we can see you before we leave. And it's up to him to decide if he wants to, whatever he wants to do next. Oh, it would be really nice to be Amicia again. Uh, this might be funny, but uh, can I go with you a few? few yards <laughs> as much as you'd like to <laughs> if you have nothing keeping you you're welcome to walk with us you probably know this uh area much better than i do now if you have something that you'd like to recommend we look at i'd be glad to see it oh i don't know much outside of the temple myself so i never have uh, found the occasion to wander around here much so i'd like well i'd like to join you and you look like, well, people with funny stories, and I like funny stories, so maybe when I'm around you, funny stories might happen? Let us tell you about the time. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, how long have you been here? Is uh, it Carl? Uh, Carl, yes. About two years now, I, I think so. About. Okay. Huh. I, and you, uh, you mentioned you, you came to uh, get, basically get your head checked out. Um, have you uh, have you sought somebody out for that? Have they, have they figured out what's going on up there? Uh, well, they said they looked at me and that there's something something not everybody has in their heads, but it's not bad. Uh, so they say 
but I'm not too sure about it. So they say it, it might <laughs> after two years if that was the only response I was given. That was the worst doctor ever. <laughs> well, they say it might help to train with them and stay with them and do whatever I do uh, to find something in my life that um, yeah can help me get along with my well my head problem or whatever you might call <laughs> might call it by the way um let me just interject in real quick can both you and cesar make a um uh, arcana okay i will make one though while cesar returns quickly hello 24. okay both of you happen to notice that when you were approaching, the uh, initiates were quite content with, um, you know, doing their training. They sort of viewed him as the new guy. Definitely not someone that you would consider to have been there for two years. But as you've been talking to um, Carl, the people around him are starting to act more and more like they have been dealing with him for two years. There's just not that edge of wariness kind of deal going on. In fact, you haven't known him for but five minutes, but you're starting to fully believe without question that he's in fact been here for two years instead of fresh off the boat. But you don't sense magic. Huh. Or at least a magic you understand. But there, there's, there's definitely a shift like over the faces just kind of deal. Okay. Xantai uh, returned to uh, Carol and say, what exactly is happening with your head? Um, there are some moments in my, my life I don't really remember. And I sometimes think that another one, another Carol got in my head and took over for a few, well, hours, minutes, I don't know. So I'd like to know if this Carl is good or bad, if I can get him out, I don't know. Hmm. So you don't know what happened during that time? Like you haven't, if you're around people and you, you suddenly become yourself again, the people around you don't remember like your behavior changing or noticing that you weren't yourself? Um, well, this hasn't happened too often yet, and usually when I become myself again, there's no people around me. Okay, well, slightly guarded now. Then I try to take half step towards Cesar and uh, continue walking uh, out of the temple area towards the main city. Okay. Carmen uh, will trace you with a respectful distance. <laughs> distance. You're going to follow like two paces behind. <laughs> yes, I'm about. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Um, by the way, would all this tale of stories, uh, Florian, happen to make you recall the funny story of the tree? Um, not as such. Uh, that's um, something he... 
would like to understand at one point in his life, but that's not the reason he came to the Kalash Tower uh, in the first place. Okay. Alrighty. So, Xanatari. Mm-hmm. Stranger in tow. Or stra- stra- stranger than stranger in tow. Uh, Bert, by the way, um, hasn't reacted and blasted Florian okay. for an orc. Uh, of orc blood, he does not seem to radiate a degree of maliciousness that uh, one might think of their rampaging horde mm-hmm. brethren. Um, so I guess you're kind of left to figure out where you want to go next. I'm heading toward the center of the city. I want to try to meet with whoever I need to meet with to get this over with, and we can resupply and then have a more casual okay. day. Then you have to, uh, there's the main temple that is in the center of town, and there's sort of a, uh, a memory vault. Ah, okay. It's kind of like a meditation garden, is, but for, it just seems that if you want to go there and feel as close to the people as you can and their memories and maybe hear the whispers of this or that, uh, that's the sort of place to go. It's Awa. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Spot on. Can't deny it. All right. So, um, you go there. Do you look for anyone in particular, or will you just let any of the sharers uh, work you over? I'm going to look for Corvus Dallas, but I'm definitely not going to let him be the one. Okay. <laughs> uh, how long do you want to search for him? Uh, ten minutes. Okay. Uh, let's roll a bluff. Uh, 17. Okay. Your descriptions of him and any prodding and prodding and poking that you may do to your fellow, fellow Kalashtar to get them to expedite this search uh, turn out fruitless. So you do not find him. Okay. Um, well, and I guess I'm going to look for whoever's the head of all this stuff, which I would probably know, like, inherently. Okay. Alrighty, um, you find that that particular um, cleric of the temple mm-hmm. is indisposed at the moment. He's actually assisting some other Kalashtar uh, outside of the temple complex. But you find uh, what used to be a junior acolyte now in the status of full sharer. Mm-hmm. And he is willing to work with you and so forth. But he does recognize you, at least as far as name goes. But your appearance, he does remark, is dramatically different from when you departed. He sort of gestures to the the armor and stuff, but it doesn't seem to be any sort of backhand. It's just, you know, it's like, wow, you're back, and, oh, it's been time. (laughs) Do I know the head sharer? Sure. Uh, Okay, I want to look at this guy and roll an insight or a perception, whichever you prefer. Um, it depends. Are you looking for something physical or are you looking for something that might be a character? I'm looking at his character. I want to know more about this guy. Okay. Insight. 25. Okay. What sort of thing in particular are you looking for? Thing or things? Uh, well, I guess his feelings about me in general and if he's the sort of person that I want messing in my head. Okay. Um, he is wearing the marks and robes of a full sharer, which means that he has gone through tests and trials and has pretty much been trained since youth 
um, to do stuff like this. Furthermore, the position that he's in physically within the temple itself speaks to a certain degree of trust. As far as you know, you have not had any bad dealings with him. Again, his surprise seems to be simply that, you know, he may remember you from five years ago leaving dressed a certain way. Now you're back. He's clearly not doubting that it's you, just that, wow, you've changed. It's an yeah, no, acknowledgement of thing. But um, no, he doesn't actually seem to hold any sort of malice one way or the other. He understands why people come here. Does he know that you were summoned specifically? No. Okay. Um, it's just he, he remarks that he has not seen you in a long time, and it's sort of kind of casual banter. Sure, sure. I don't know. On one hand, uh, I'd like to wait for the head guy, because I suspect that the, some of these memories are going to be, I don't know, disturbing or reactive or something like that. On the other hand, uh, if the head guy did send Corpus Dallas, I don't really want the head guy to... Like, his reasoning for sending him could have been just the usual, like, okay, well, it's time for you to come back, or it could have been some other reason that I'm unaware of, and I guess I'm suspicious now. Okay. So she's a bit torn on, uh, on who to pick for this. Well, it appears um, to you that the option remains yours as far as if you want to ask him to find somebody else, you know, wait for the guy or use him or whatever the, the case may be. So okay. express, express how you want. Well, I'm going to look at him. Uh, do I know his name? Does he have a name? This, this person. Um, he has no name. Let's, call, let's just call him Ed. Ed. Okay. Yep. I would, uh, say to Ed, uh, Ed, I've been summoned back to, to give the memories to the people. And, uh, some of these memories are going to be very disturbing and highly unusual. And I uh, have concern as to how they're going to be received, and just to make sure that everything goes smoothly uh, on my end, because I'm fond of my mind, as well as make sure that the people don't become overwhelmed. And is this something you think you can handle, or should we wait for the head acolyte, because, or the head of this uh, this temple, because I don't uh, think this is going to be typical in your experience. Okay. Um, you kind of puffs his cheek and thought and considers and um, he's very upfront that he has no real part in terms of the and I'm, it's been a long day so my life of a term a milder form of censorship he doesn't have access to the dilution of those hard memory harder memories to deal with within the populace um, to buffer them or whatever that's the case so he's able to go and you know, he would be able to extract them, but he's kind of feeling that based on your concerns, you seem probably to be more comfortable waiting. Okay. So he's willing to he's willing to send a runner and stuff, but yes, okay, because it's not it's not that she feels that he should censor her memories or something. It's just that there must be some kind of like uh, you know EMT team. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, everyone comes in, and what if somebody has some terrible memories? Like, that's going to get disseminated instantaneously. And even though it's not feeling related, like, watching somebody be beheaded or crap, it's probably pretty upsetting to the entire populace. So, you'd think they'd have some sort of, like, I don't know, like, there, there's counselor kind of people, because they're going to have to be on a serious call. 
there there's there's rumors of it, it's sort of a, a well-known rumor slash semi-secret that there's a equivalent of like a whisper vault where some stuff can be accessed by the population if they wish to but they keep it segregated um so it's not like denied from the populace but it's not put into the the common stream mm, okay but you know that's not so much necessarily talked about or not necessarily dealt with in terms of the person coming in to drop them off goes and sort of marks a record off and says, you know, it, it day one of this month, really, you just kind of want to, you know, gotcha. put that in the bin. Um, you don't really have garage band for the mind. Uh, okay. So that being said, and since we're running up on an hour and Florian has got a very early morning that he's woken up to join us and stuff, uh, let us pause here. And Florian, yes. you for based on the comments that you are hearing so far, do you have anything that you just want to kind of throw in to the conversation as blurtly or bluntly as you are want to do? Mm, no, Carl wouldn't do that. He would um, uh, stand aside a few yards and just listen. And well, basically, he's waiting for a uh, sanitary ancestor to be done and go to something more exciting. <laughs> okay. Is um, Carl pacing at all or kind of like tapping his foot or anything along those lines? Or tapping his no, fingers against just, anything? No, standing perfectly still, uh, almost eerily, so... Okay. Very good. Uh, Cesar. Mm-hmm. You're the outside bit to this uh, going on. Anything from Cesar that you would like to toss in? Uh, well, it's kind of like uh, when you go with a friend to, like, you know, drop them off to get some dental work done or, you know, <laughs> spend a couple hours at the hospital. He's probably going to go and not sit there and wait. He's going to go find something interesting. Um, so not go, not go too far. He doesn't know exactly how long this is going to take. We didn't really... Mm -hmm. Talk specifics about that. So, uh, just try to get, you know, a, a taste of what's going on. Maybe, uh, have some food. They didn't really eat yet. So, uh, maybe grab some breakfast. Um, see sort of what the, the, uh, the local scene's all about, man. Okay. Any final little bits or mental thoughts from Xanatari? Mm, no, I think she's resolved on what she's going to do. Let's get this done. And, you know, uh, I guess just go now everybody will instantaneously know who she is so this will be super fun afterwards but uh yeah okay Zanatari, please take us out thank you for listening you can find out more at death4dishonor.com subscribe on itunes or find us on twitter at death d4 please take a listen to the great area podcast and join us next week at 9 p.m eastern time on twitch.tv slash genesee if you'd like to watch our live stream uh, and join us for our worldwide adventure. So stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. Thank you to Florian for being on the show, and hopefully you'll see him again next episode. Bye, stream.